My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Excited for today. She's an EFT master practitioner, strategist. She's the founder of Becoming More Me, where she helps professional women get out of their own way and resolve their innermost pains, traumas, and challenges so they can fully enjoy their success and live in the present moment. Uh, Teresa is also the host of Becoming Becoming More Me podcast. So welcome to the show, Teresa. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm excited to be here, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Such a pleasure. So, you know, before we dive into any topics, do you mind taking us back through a little bit of your journey and how you got to where you are today um, and what's what's going on at the, at the present moment? I think that would be um, valuable to our listeners and myself, if you don't mind. Sure. I'm happy to do that. So I have always been interested in health, in health hacks, in supplements and playing around with whatever things affect the way we feel and our energy. And, you know, I, I'm, I call myself a, uh, like a self-help and, uh, you know, junkie, basically I've loved personal development and that kind of stuff for as long as I can remember. And, you know, in, in enjoying all of that, also, I'm living my life right alongside of it. And through the course of time, I've had things, you know, car accidents, I've had failed businesses, I've had a divorce, I've had all of these different traumas and things that have happened and, and great things as well along the way. And, you know, it got to a point for me where I started to feel like if I, if I knew so much, if I... <sighs> if I had this understanding for so many things, why couldn't I make things different within my own life? You know, kind of the, if I know better, why can't I do better and wanting to show up differently for myself. And that's when I was introduced to energy work for the most part, you know, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. And in my case, it was a fellow EFT practitioner that stands for emotional freedom techniques or tapping for those who might not be familiar. And I, began doing this kind of work first on anxiety. Uh, at the time I had four kids, I still have four kids and it, it had gotten, you know, the, the first kid, the second kid, you know, you have enough hands for each of them and you kind of feel like you can have some control over things. And then you run out of hands and there's more kids and, you know, you're trying to run businesses and things start to feel like they spiral a bit you get a little overwhelmed, a little more anxiety. And I was able to use these techniques to really balance out my life and to be able to make breakthroughs where I was previously stuck. All those places where it was like, okay, so, you know, I've read this book or I understand this concept, but then when I go to apply it to my own life, it's not happening. And in making those energetic breakthroughs, all of a sudden it was like, you know, it was just opened up and I was able to do so much more. So, you know, I, I knew something needed to change before that happened. There was this feeling of, you know, I'd worked in the fitness and nutrition coaching industry for a while. And I've, I've coached women on in various different ways for over 25 years. 
But a lot of the women that I was working with in nutrition and fitness that really needed my help the most, they weren't really willing to commit to what actually needed to get done. And also realize that the work wasn't necessarily about what they were eating or how they were moving. It was about what was really happening inside of them on a much deeper level. So at that point, I really shifted gears with my business and the iteration of my business um, that I have now becoming more me. Um, I've been doing for the last three years and just really, you know, I work mainly with professional women, six and seven figure uh, women in the professional space who you know, they're doing well and things are good. A lot of times they also have families. Sometimes they don't, but they feel stuck, you know, and they feel like they're lacking that calm and clarity and confidence that they really want to feel genuinely in their life. And I help them to unblock the things that are holding them back from that and to really thrive in their family and work life. So that's, that's kind of how I got from there to here. <laughs> This is incredible. Uh, I think it's, it's, you know, you're working with people who are, are well doing well in life and stuff like that. There's still that block of some sort and to, you know, cause on the outside, it seems like, Oh, everybody's doing great. If you know, you're six or seven figures, but there's more to that. Right. So it's, it's amazing that you're able to step in there where, you know, those people are needing that help. Um, it's incredible. So yeah. what would you say, um, some of the biggest challenges, you know, throughout that journey, um, or even maybe up to today's date that you go through with coaching and working, um, with the people that you work with, are there any pain points in, in what you're doing today with the coaching or how have you overcome those pain points in the past? For myself or for my clients or both for yourself within like the business. Gotcha. So, um, there, when I, when I started to understand energy work and our chakra system and the way that we manifest things, I was able to look at my own life and see first and foremost, like things that may have happened in my life that made me feel unsafe because okay. when we are trying to manifest things, you know, something, even like, let's just talk about a business. Like when I was manifesting the idea for this business, first, it starts as an idea, which is like a seventh chakra, like airy fairy kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, like that idea drops down a little bit more. And then, you know, maybe I'm telling my husband, like, oh, I've got this idea. I really want to like work with women in this way. And I need to go get this certification and blah, blah, blah. And I'm starting to voice it. And as I voice it, the idea is starting to find ways to come into real physical being. And then it kind of goes through your throat chakra and your heart. So many people get hung up at the heart, myself included. You know, there's a reason why we have the saying like, oh, her heart just wasn't in it because when you're not clear in that area, then things don't manifest or come into physical reality the way that you want them to. Doesn't mean that you can't achieve things. And that was one of the biggest things I struggled with was being a, someone with high functioning anxiety. So performance was always important to me. And I was stuck in that, oh, the awful, like hustle, grind, ugh, strive mode for so long. And I didn't understand how easy things could come into being with thought 
versus like exhausting action. And so learning to clear that so that I had a safe place, like taking care of childhood traumas, taking care of things that happened in the teens. You know, I know from, from a therapist type of perspective, a lot of people are always working on their inner child, which is so important, but I think our inner teens went through a lot crazier stuff for most of us than our inner children did. So working on that in myself and finding a way to make it so that when my ideas actually made it down to those lower levels of our chakras, which is where things actually happen, that they had a safe place to be held. And that's the only way that you can actually bring an idea into reality and have it form the way you want it to. So it was just working through all those levels with myself and being my own guinea pig and then seeing all the ways that translated to all the women that I work with now. Even if I never mention the word chakra or energy system or anything to them when I'm working with them. It's the way I'm, it, it's engineered. That's how we're engineered. It's beautiful engineering of our being. And my understanding of that allows me to understand where I'm blocked and where other people are blocked and to bring through the resolution. Incredible. Getting through those blocks. I love it. Um, you know, you you have a really good topic that I think you can definitely add a lot of value for, again, myself and the listeners, and I'm excited to uh, touch on it, but, you know, unblocking success, kind of, I guess, going off of what you just mentioned, is there anything else you'd like to add to that to, you know, really get to that point of unblocking and breaking through to get to that success? Is there anything else you'd like to add in regards to that? There's, oh God, it's a short interview. So I'll keep it short. There's so much I can add to that, but <laughs> for sure. you know, we're, we're always what's standing in our own way. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're designed for our desires to be met. And usually if they're not, it's because of our own self-sabotage or our own limiting beliefs and all of that. So the, the main modality that I use, and I use many when I work with my clients, it's a very intuitive process, is okay. EFT tapping. And what that allows us to do is to focus on the negative things. And oh, how I love that because we live in this world of toxic positivity where everybody just wants us to like get over our stuff and move on to the next thing and be okay so that they don't have to feel what we're feeling too. And um, it allows us to feel it and to, and to let the negative stuff out so that we can actually remove those negative beliefs, remove the things that are causing our psychological reversal and self-sabotage so that we can actually then move in with like affirmations and things that actually have them work because so many people try to like affirm things or believe things. And if we don't take out the root negative stuff that's underneath of it, there's no way it can ever work. You know, we just end up feeling more like an imposter or a failure or like things aren't, we're not successful instead of actually being able to succeed and unblock all those things that are otherwise blocking us, which are mostly our own thoughts and beliefs. I hundred percent agree with you there. You know, it all starts with the mindset, I think, yeah. you know, and like you said, lim limiting beliefs. And, um, that's one thing that holds people back from so much success is, you know, and the, I think another one is uh fear of failure, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So do you mind touching on the energetics of expansion? Sure. Um, so going back to EFT as a modality, let me just explain mm -hmm. that really quickly, and then it'll make a little bit more sense. So Perfect. we have these invisible channels in our body. Um, it's called our meridian system. It's what our life force 
flows through. And uh, this is what gets accessed. Like if you were to go see an acupuncturist or deep tissue massage, whatever, like they're using these different points in your body to release that tension and to help you feel better. We use those same points with EFT tapping while we're talking. It's like psychological acupressure. So uh, as we do that and we work on things, we get to be more conscious and present about what we're working on. Like you might have something that's really, really bothering you and maybe you're really angry or mad or upset about it. And as we work through this with tapping in, you know, five or 10 minutes, you can go from feeling like, you know, you're really activated by this thing to not really caring anymore or feeling a lot better about it. And when that happens, then it's like, it's kind of like peeling back layers of like an onion or something. Like you take that layer off and then there's this, there's a new thing underneath of there that you can have an elevated consciousness around. And there comes that expansiveness that like you can, you get a different perspective on things. Doors start opening up. You start seeing and feeling more possibility. And along with that, you're feeling more grounded and calm and centered. And part of that has to do with the fact that as you tap with the FT tapping, you lower your cortisol levels. You can lower your cortisol, which is a stress hormone for anybody who's not familiar, um, up to 43% in 10 minutes with EFT. Wow. So let's say that you were working on like a bothersome memory or something that happened that upset you. A, you're going to bring that down a ton and B, everywhere else that you're feeling stress or tension that that negative uh, stress hormone is affecting, it's also going to feel better. So you get this borrowed benefit of other things being positively affected, not just the thing that you're working on. I love it as a practitioner because when I'm working with my clients, I also get to feel better because I'm tapping right along with them. And even though I'm not focusing on my own personal issues, I am invigorated. I am energized and I unconsciously am unblocking things. I don't even know I'm working on while I'm doing my work. So (laughs) people always ask me like, how can you wake up at four 30 in the morning and, and, you know, work all day and do your stuff. And you're like, just as energetic when you go to bed at night as you are in the morning. I'm like, this technique is it's restorative. So, you know, incredible. Yeah. That's where the expansiveness comes in. As you peel back the layers, you're just able to really like energetically expand. I love it. So it's like you said, like peeling back an onion, Mm -hmm. really getting to the core core problem. And the core in this case is your root issue, that core problem. And with EFT tapping, once you get there, which sometimes you can do in a round, which is about, you know, 10 minutes, give or take. Sometimes it takes, you know, a few sessions or, um, you know, more time. It just depends on how many layers there really are there and how either good you are at figuring it out on your own, if you're doing the tapping yourself or how good your practitioner is at figuring it out. But once you get to that root, you're not going to be having that problem again. Whereas so many people spend uh, weeks, months, years, decades in talk therapy. And while there's many, many benefits to talk therapy and I'm, I love it. A lot of times the same issues come up over and over and over again, because you don't get to the root cause, you know, you vent about it a bit, you feel better. Maybe you get a little bit of a new perspective, but then when you're triggered by something that brings up the same emotions again, there you are right back where you started. So this actually allows you to resolve it. And get rid of those waves and up and down. This is like resolving it fully. Yeah. I mean, interesting. it can be used in more of like a band-aid fashion. Like I have plenty of clients who like, maybe they're afraid of public speaking or flying, or they have other fears, phobias in the moment kind of things, or they have something that just happened that agitated them. You can use EFT tapping to kind of bring things down in the moment and feel a lot better. But if you don't get to the root cause, then 
next time you fly or have a public presentation or whatever, you're probably going to be right back in the same situation. Now that doesn't mean that there's less value to using it like a Band-Aid than there is to kind of like doing a deep wound clean out and really getting to the bottom of it. It's just two different applications. And sometimes I think that being able to use it like a Band-Aid allows you to later be able to have the wherewithal to go deeper and really resolve it once and for all. Wow. This is amazing. I'm so interested in this tapping and I've heard about it before and I've heard of how much it's helped. So it's really, it's really incredible to hear it a lot at a deeper level, you know, and what it really does. So interesting. So Teresa, do you mind like talking a little bit about your podcast? Walk us through your intentions behind it and where you're at today with it. Yeah, absolutely. So my podcast is called Becoming More Me and I launched in June of 2020 And that was after like buying my microphone and sitting, looking at it for like a year in the corner of my room, like, what am I going to say into this thing? And how am I going to use it? (laughs) You know, psyching myself out. And then wouldn't you know that I actually used some EFT tapping to get myself over that hump and to be able to just press record and create um, the first episode, which I believe was my episode zero was no such thing as ready. So I begin. And uh, it was just that it was like, Hey, you know, I, when I started, I didn't know exactly where it was going. I knew that I wanted to share things that had helped me become more of who I want to be in this world. And that I wanted to speak with other, mostly women who were doing the same types of things. I mean, we're all trying to become who we're intended to be in this journey. So I think everybody's way of doing that is really valuable to hear about. And I've really loved being able to showcase so many great stories on there. That is amazing. And what we, uh, what would you say would be some of maybe the, the biggest wins? And then again, some pain points that might be relatable to those listening who also have a podcast um, related to their business. Well, I think it's, it's the becoming of the whole thing. It's going from, you know, pressing publish on that first episode and not quite knowing like, huh, what's, what's this going to be like? And for me, it was the commitment of a weekly episode and okay, I'm going to have to show up for this or have the interviews and, and figure this out and make sure there's something to publish every week. That has not been a problem. Uh, that was just in my own head, I guess. And you know, when you, when you first started and I wasn't like going crazy promoting before I started or like letting everybody know, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. I just did the thing. And I think at first it was almost like, I'm just going to do this really quietly and see what happens. So, you know, like when you publish your first episode and you're looking and there's like, you know, three views, thank you, mom, you know, (laughs) you you don't really, (laughs) and and you're like, is this ever going to go anywhere? Like who's going to find it? So, I mean, having the, the commitment to stick with it, until it actually becomes something. And it's so worth it because once it does and people are like binging your episodes and everything else, it's like, it's, it's all worthwhile. And you figure things out in the interim. Yeah. I mean, if I go back and listen to some of my earlier episodes, sure. I'm a little cringy about it. It's like, Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know, but you know, well, you're not alone. Yeah. No, and I, I, I all my stuff's out there. People can find old stuff of mine or new stuff of mine. I'd always say, listen to something a little newer. <laughs> but, right. You know, it's all I, out I there. Get it. And I hope it's inspiring to, you know, see the different ways that, you know, I fall on my face. I always say, you know, we're a, we're a sad generation with happy pictures. <laughs> and I, that's, I think what's behind a lot of the therapy that, that I get to do, but also like, we all need to see other people's failures. 
And I don't even think the stuff I have out there is necessarily a failure. It's just stuff that from where I sit now, I'm like, ooh, I could have done that differently. But now I do. And I wouldn't know to do it differently. And I wouldn't do it differently now if I hadn't done it that way first. Absolutely. And I think it's just getting, getting up and going, right? Yeah. And I love visibility with podcasting. That was one of my favorite things to lean into was the visibility. And that I think came to me not as much through my own podcast, but through podcast guesting, like I'm doing here with you and being asked those questions that maybe you haven't thought of it in that way, or maybe you haven't shared about it in a certain way. And sometimes it feels a bit raw and vulnerable. I mean, I'm one of those guests that talks about all sorts of things. So, you know, sometimes it's just like, okay, I didn't think it was going to go there and it did, and that's okay. And there I've, I've shared that, but ripping off those different band-aids of visibility and sharing things that once were just for me, uh, that was huge growth for me in really good ways. Amazing. And you're so right. Like, I think that if you're able to be vulnerable and open, like that is going to be the most relatable thing to do. And that's going to attract more people to want to listen and, you know, invite you on the shows. And then the opportunity is just endless, you know, um, with podcasting, the people you meet, the networks you get into, it's just, it's incredible. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's so cool. It's such a chain reaction. And there's just so many worlds out there that you don't even know are existing until you step into them. And that and all of a sudden, like your mind is blown and it's awesome. And yeah, it's so important to be able to be vulnerable. It's not easy, but it's definitely worth it. And I think that you know, a lot of my clients are also coaches in some way, shape or form, um, or, you know, CEOs, lawyers, all all different women. But um, I think a lot of times with, with fellow coaches or people that are out there, like mentoring others, there's a lot of that feeling of imposterism or those unwarranted self-doubts and understanding that those are normal, even as you know, a coach or a practitioner is so important. It's so important to normalize that and, you know, and, and working with people, like I always tell people, I'm like, gosh, you know, if you're going to hire somebody to work with as a therapist or a coach or a practitioner or what have you, make sure they're doing the work themselves, both the work that they're coaching you in and maybe even new stuff. So that they're bringing something new to the table and that they're taking care of themselves. There's a lot of people out there that are not practicing what they preach and it matters. It matters so very much, especially when you're hands-on working with other people and they want to know like that you've walked the walk or that you've been through the things that they're going through and that there's, there's another side to the coin. 100%. It's going to be very relatable if you if you're able to do that, you know. So, um Teresa, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you know, monetizing. Do you monetize your podcast? Um and if you don't, no worries. I'm just curious to see how you go about doing that. Yeah, at this point, I'm not, but it is something that I've been talking with my team about and looking to transition into. For sure. For sure. And you mentioned your, um, the clients and stuff like that, and that you're working with six and seven, uh, figure entrepreneurs, uh, and some of them are coaches themselves. So what is your client acquisition? Like what's the process like for that? For how I become, like, how I start working with someone. Yeah. So like, how do you attract, various, attract them? Yeah. Well, I mean, podcasting and podcast guesting has been huge, especially right. the guesting. Um, I, a lot of podcast hosts like know yourself end up being clients because we have these conversations, like you and I are having like an intimate conversation here. And a lot of times they're sharing things too. And then it's a natural next step for us to talk a little bit more afterwards. So 
uh, podcast hosts tend to become clients and then podcast listeners, you know, somebody listens, they, they feel like they, you know, jive with what I'm saying, or they like my vibe. And then, you know, there's normally something that they can acquire, like for my website or whatever, to get to know me a little bit better. And when I am, you know, taking on new clients, I love to offer like complimentary breakthrough sessions and things kind of a no strings way for people to understand, Hey, is this right for me? Do I, do I want to work with this lady? Is, and, and do I want to work with them is important too. You know, it's kind of a, just a way to have a conversation and for me to really offer some free of charge, valuable insights to women so that they can either walk away with those and begin putting them, you know, working with them in some way, shape or form in their life, or they can think, Hey, I'd like to, you know, work with Teresa on this and take it from there. But yeah, podcast guesting, social media, uh, I, I do all everything organic right now. I've, I've done paid advertising and things in the past, but I, God, I really believe that this is a relationship important business. Yeah. And when, you know, when I'm talking to people on social media, it's me talking to them and, you know, it's not a bot or anything else. And I do truly care. And it's the same thing. Like when I'm doing a, a breakthrough session to get to know people better, if all they want is some insights and to spend a little time with me, then that's what I'm there for. And because I just, I don't like high pressure sales tactics. I've used them when, you know, I've, I've worked with business coaches in the past that have suggested certain things and they never felt right to me. And I, I work with energy and I work with people. And if my energy's off or I'm not authentically representing myself or in my own integrity, then I can't, I shouldn't be trusted to deliver that to someone else, you know? Totally. And yeah. So I always it has to feel right. Time and space. And, you know, because if someone is going to work with me, we are going to have a relationship and they're going to be telling me, you know, very intimate things about their life and sharing things with me that I don't want them to feel like started from a place of pressure or salesiness. Absolutely. And would you say that with the podcast and whether that's being a guest or, um, or hosting your own when you do, um, tell us a little bit about like, do you often find it? It's almost like a snowball effect, you know, all of a sudden someone will come to you and be like, you know what? I really think it's time to work with you. I've been listening to your podcast for six months and isn't it just crazy how that works? And then the referrals and stuff like that. Do you find that with podcasting, like it's networking you could never get elsewhere. Oh yeah. And there's definite waves, whether it's people that, like you said, will come to me and they'll be like, well, I've listened to all, you know, 70 some episodes or whatever. And like, really? Like, I mean, a so flattering. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, And like, but then I feel bad. Like, how do I not know who you are? Like, I feel like I should know you when you like know me that well. And, um, and then obviously like some shows are going to jive with, I mean, the audience is going to be aligned or the host is going to be aligned and some aren't. You know, I mean, I've been on shows where, you know, that's that. Like, and I've been on shows where I've gotten like hundreds of, you know, leads or potential clients or whatever from one show. So you just never know. So I always feel like whether I'm recording my own episode or whether I'm here, you know, talking with you, like this is the most important place for me to be. It's where I harness my energy into. And I know that whatever is meant to come from it comes from it. And that hopefully I'm Absolutely. imparting something that's helpful to somebody as they're listening. Absolutely. So Teresa, Teresa, can you tell us a little bit about your focus 
for 2023, whether that's with the podcast or with, within your business or both, what's your biggest desire? Yeah. So for me, it's all about melting away my resistance and simplifying uh, as I'm moving forward. I have, you know, in, in decades of doing different entrepreneurial things, you know, you learn all different things. You want to implement all different things. I have ADHD too. So like, I always want to be doing all the things and learning to have a little bit of I don't want to use the word constraint because that doesn't feel good, but it's kind of just being able to dial in and really focus on what's going to really bring me the best results and get me working with the most aligned people during the year to, you know, both fill my calendar and deliver amazing results is kind of where it's at. You know, I've, I've been through times where I tried doing too many things and it just diluted the overall effect. So just really simplifying and when I say melting my resistance, it's my resistance uh, of like, I want to do all the things, you know, and just trying right. to like allow that to be, to be able to sit with it and to know that everything is so much better when I do this, when I don't complicate things. Um, it's unconscious a lot of the times, but when I really start looking at things, I'm like, oh, I'm making things difficult and I don't want to do that. So just really making things as simple as possible. And I've got my team helping me work on that. I've got my business coach helping me work on that. I've got all sorts of people helping me work on that. Kind of like I said, like I, I'm, I walk the walk, I talk the talk. I'm always doing the things to help myself get better so that I can help other people do the same. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's where I'm at. And you're not alone. I mean, it's so relatable to like have that shiny object, object syndrome where you're like, I want to, oh, I got to try this. I got to try that. Oh, and this, but then you're only giving 10% here, 10% there. And if you can just like less is more sometimes and just focus on one or two things that's really going to deliver what you want and just staying mm-hmm. that consistent, you know, and definitely relatable when you're like, you want to do it all. You want to try all the different oh, yeah. things. Um, I, I have, and in trying them, I know what I want even better. So I don't, I mean, I recommend yeah. trying things to people, but it's yeah. like I've done, I've done group work before and it was fun, but I didn't feel like that was really where it's at. So for me, it's really high value. One-to-one is my sweet mm-hmm. spot. I love, love, love working one-to-one with people and getting individuals, incredible results and having them feel really, really supported by me. And I don't need to go crazy with all sorts of different ways to find enough clients to fill my calendar for that. Cause I like right. spaciousness of my calendar. <laughs> right. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, it's important to just to find the ones that are actually going to be a fit. You don't need to attract everyone, but the ones that are fit, you know, so, and aligned with your values and what you're wanting and what they're wanting as well, both sides. Right. So absolutely. And I was just, I just had a a real estate agent on my podcast earlier today that I was interviewing and we were talking about this, you know, this happens through, and she had started her career in her twenties and then she was in her late thirties now. And just talking about how, like we start things in more of like an ego driven way. And then kind of get to more of a soul fulfilling, intentional way of doing things. It just feels so much better once we can go out of it a bit and, uh, and make it more about that. So yeah, I, I I, I love working with people that I align with and it's, that's so important to me, you know, in those more ego-driven days when it's just like, you know, Oh, how many people can I help? Like sometimes you're not helping the right people, you know, and that can be defeating for you and for them. And these days it's much easier to be like, no, 
I've got someone I can recommend you to, but I am not that person. <laughs> so Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And being able to recommend them to the right person instead of being like, yeah, I'm going to help them. Even when you kind of are like, I don't know if this is the right fit. So it's incredible that you're able to be like, okay, no, but I have a recommendation for you. And um, that's important. So, and so I love what you're doing. Podcasting, like so much of that yeah. came through podcasting because in, in interviewing people and in being interviewed, I have this Rolodex of people that I now can, you know, help them have business, you know, right, I always say right. I have this, like I have this like referral cheat sheet system that I love to use. This is a great tip for anybody who's listening, who's in networking at all, where like I share my own information on like a Google doc, which I can change when my programs and my other offerings change. And it kind of tells them about me, the kind of referrals I like, the kind of referrals I don't like, that kind of stuff all on a sheet. And then I, I offer for them to kind of copy that. Hey, if you like this idea, mirror it back to me with your information and then I'll keep it on file. And as I see people that are right for you, I will connect you. And exactly. it brings it brings so many awesome things forward in having that and being able to pass on those resources. hundred percent having those connections and being able to, you know, help each other out is huge. And through podcasting, you meet so many different people doing amazing things. Um, It's just, yeah, connections are made and you can help out everybody, like whether that's connecting them with someone else or helping them yourself. So love it. Well, Teresa, thank you so much for today. This has been absolutely amazing. Such a pleasure to have you on. Now, if anyone's looking to reach out to you and the services that you have to offer, what would be the best way about going ahead and, and connecting? Sure, Brittany. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I really have been enjoying our conversation and I appreciate it. And for people who want to learn more, my website's the best place to find information. It is my name, TeresaLearLevine.com. So hopefully you can just link that in the show notes and make it easy for people and I'll have to spell it out here. And when you're on the website, you can get right to my podcast. You can get right to my media appearances. If I'm doing breakthrough sessions, they will be right there under the work with me tab. And you can also join my community group, which is free. There's thousands of dollars of free resources in my community group and ways that you can actually try like EFT tapping with me and videos and things like that. I know we didn't touch a whole lot on the modality today, but to get your hands on and do it is to understand the difference that it can make in your life. So I highly recommend trying that out a little bit for people who are not familiar or like, this sounds kind of weird or woo woo. It's totally scientifically based, uh, proven effective and can be used on anything you can feel, whether it's physical, emotional, past, present, or future paced. It's amazing. So hopefully you can find something that suits you from the website links there. Love it. Well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. And, you know, I, I'd love to have you on again in the future as well, just to see where we're at. I love, I just loved our conversation. It was exactly what I, I look for on this show. So this was amazing. And, um, I just want to thank you again. Thank you so much, Brittany. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on, just like Teresa Lear Levine did today, to talk about the podcast, the business, and your journey, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on too. Bye, guys. Thanks so much. Catch you on the next one. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. 
One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.